Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to this podcast, The Truth That Heals. I am your host, Ryan Anthony Hernandez, and it is the Easter season, so I hope you did more than just uh, collect uh, Easter eggs. Uh, Hopefully, you uh, had a good time with family, and if you're Catholic or religious, hopefully you spent some time uh, doing uh, some prayer. And if not, if you're not Catholic or religious, well, I still hope you had a great weekend or Passover or whatever, Ramadan, wishing y'all all the best. Um, <laughs> um, in today's episode, it's going to be a little bit more, uh, I'm not going to read as much. So my last two episodes, I was basically reading off of my blog. And this time, I kind of want to go off script and just um, just be free in my, my speaking. I feel that it's easier for me to kind of go freestyle with some, with some points uh, instead of just reading. I feel it's unnatural for me. I know that there are other podcasters who live off of reading. I tried it. It's not really my thing. Maybe on some episodes, I will have to read some things. But for a whole episode, I am going to steer away from that format. So the last two episodes, I was talking about why I remain silent. And this this episode, I should be finishing off the third, reading off the third blog. But instead, I'm going to do it this style. And if you haven't read it, I'll leave a link below in the description so you can go ahead and read it yourself. But I want to give like a quick summary, or I'm just going to spoil it for you. Um, so what happened was, I went to Alabama. I, I spoke to one of the priests from my former order. I'll just call him the Alliance of the Two Hearts. I spoke to one of the priests. His name is Father Jose. I go, hey, Father Jose, I've been out of the congregation for for a few, like half a year now. I would like to touch base with y'all. I want to have some kind of spiritual nourishment. I still want to move forward with this group. But um, being away from any structure has me feeling quite lost. And I, I need some help. So can I have permission to go? Because I hear that there's going to be a third order retreat. And he gave me the permission. So I go to Alabama. And then he he ghosted me. <laughs> He was like hiding and and then when I saw him to talk to him, he had no time for me. So I was like, okay. And then um, I tried going to the retreat. I was thinking, well, I have permission to be here, so might as well go to the retreat. So I try to walk in and then one of the, one of the sisters starts yelling at me in front of the, the people there. And I got upset and I told that sister, why on earth are you wearing a veil? How can you call yourself a Catholic if you're not acting like a, a Catholic? And that's something sad, which I see not only in this order or this, uh, I don't want to say order because they're no longer really an order. They're more like just a cult following. So anyways, after that, I I walked out very upset. One more, I was kicked out. <laughs> I was very upset. And one of the sisters she had the kindness, and she was more of a real sister to me. Uh, she had the kindness to, you know, talk to me one on one, and 
and not talk to me like some sort of an animal or some sort of demonically possessed person. So she came out to me and was like, Ryan, you know, these are the rules. And since I was so frustrated, I told her that these rules are BS. So then the day goes by. And then later on, the mother superior, and as I've said before, she doesn't deserve to be called a mother because, I mean, th those veils are that this, the Sith sisters, the veil that you're wearing, well, at least the superiors, I don't know. I I feel that it's um it's a good costume. Not all the members, because I don't think that all of the, the members are fully aware of the hypocrisy, of the lies, of the man manipulation that's going on. So anyway, so Mother Agnes, I'll call her, I'll call her Agnes. Agnes comes up to me and she's like, hey, let's, let's talk. And, and my mentality is, sure, that's exactly what I want. That's why I'm here. So great, let's talk. So we go and she goes, how dare you say that these rules are BS? And she starts talking down on me. Now, if you haven't followed my blogs, uh, I want you to understand that when I was a member for so many years, you have to be, and you know, a little strong language here. So I've had some people complain. So if you want to turn down the volume, <laughs> but when you're a member, you have to be the bitch. You have to be the one that gets screwed over and over again. And the ones to do the screwing are people like Agnes, Father Jose, Father Bing. And you have to play dumb. You have to have that mentality of, oh, this is God's will. Oh, I'm going to be a saint. And you allow them to harass you. You allow them to gaslight you. You allow them to beat you down verbally and at times physically because they have indoctrinated the members to feeling and to thinking that this is the voice of God. I have to listen. I have to suck up whatever Mother Agnes tells me. So, so she started talking down on me and I had to kind of talk back. And <laughs> I guess maybe she's not used to people talking back to her, but Hey, you know, if, if you expect to be respected, you should also show respect. So she started talking uh, in a strong tone, and I talked back in a strong tone. And I'm thinking, like, who the hell are you? You know, I I kissed your ass for 11 years, and I gave you and the other sisters and the bad priest, I gave y'all a green light to bully harass, manipulate, at times, borderline torture. I allow that. But now that I'm now no longer a member, I'm not going to allow that. And I made her know that. And what was her response? First, her response was, Ryan, goodness, there are people around. They might be listening. And I laugh because of a minute earlier, she was talking the same way to me in the same tone. So I just reflect that, reflected that tone back to her. Did she like it? No. 
Did she deserve it? Yeah, of course she deserved it. But of course, that's not the right way. <laughs> that's not. I shouldn't, you know, go down to people's levels. So I, I messed up there. So afterwards, I let her talk. I talk. We're both going back and forth, and she's telling me how oh. We have treated our sisters so great when they leave. You know, we treat them with the most respect. We help them to have a good departure when they leave. And I told her, hey, it's funny because I've spoken to members, ex-members in the Philippines, uh, in Australia, uh, in North America, and they tell me different. They tell me how hard it is for them to leave and how much you bully them. And then she has the audacity to call me an asshole. And, you know, I laugh at her face. Like, come on, you calling me the asshole? I'm here. I'm here in Alabama to try to make peace with y'all. And then you guys are making a fuss because of my presence. So why are you calling me the asshole? At least I have the guts to be here and talk to y'all face to face. So she calmed down and then... You know, she said, oh, you left on bad terms. And yeah, that's true. I kind of did leave on bad terms. But the question is, what led to to those things? What led to me being so rebellious at the end? So when I told her that I had been, been beaten and I had been placed in bad situations, she laughed. <laughs> and it was one of those sick, kind of like perverted, sickle laughs. And you might be upset. Oh, how can Ryan, you know, talk so badly about it? I'm not talking bad. I'm just telling the truth. If the truth is what bothers you, then I suggest you take it up with Agnes. Say, hey, what the heck is your problem? Why, <laughs> why is Ryan so angry? And what is she going to say? I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll protect themselves. But anyways, I don't want to go down that road, at least not yet. I'll just go and further, furthermore explain the blog. So in the third blog, the one which I haven't read on the podcast, I talk about how I was. it was arranged I would talk to Father Bing. Now, Father Bing is the founder of the Alliance. And if you don't know, he had two, one or two previous uh, congregations which fell. And uh, every time... It didn't go his way. What does he do? He jumps ship and he finds another loophole or he, he makes another group or he just he has like the same followers, but he keeps on changing the name. So right now, I think they're called covenanted or something, but they're still with the alliance. And, you know, God bless them. I think that the followers of Father Bing, they have good intentions. But I think Father Bing, I think you're um, you need to be a little bit more transparent. So anyways, so I get this uh, this five minutes to be with, with Father Bing. So I go sit down with him. And first off, he's telling me how I, uh, hey, maybe you could be a nurse. And, uh, yeah, that would be good for you. Uh, you can uh, get all that money and then you can help us with our missions. Yeah, that would be good. And so it wasn't really, <laughs> I wasn't getting the spiritual nourishment that I really wanted. And everyone sees Father Bing as this mystical, amazing, holy guy. He's he's seeing angels, and he has the gift of uh, exercising demons by his mere presence. Um, 
I'll get into that in in a future episode. All this mysticism. But the the funny thing is that at the end of him kind of uh, preaching to me, he gave me this warning. He goes, uh, Ryan, one last thing. You know, gossip is a mortal sin. So after this, I want you to be silent. You need to be silent because people, they'll be scandalized. Mortal sin, gossip, that's a mortal sin. So you need to be quiet about it, okay? Because, you know, mortal sin, that's no joke. So be silent. And that's how my meeting with Father Bing ended. The last thing Father Bing told me was to be quiet about it because if I were to speak about my experiences in the Alliance, it would be a mortal sin. Now, so for those of you who are not familiar with what a mortal sin is, a mortal sin is a grave sin, which is done uh, maliciously, and you have full consent. Now, it has to be grave, something heavy. It's not like a small sin where, I don't know, you say a white lie. That can be, that would be considered maybe a venial sin. But a mortal sin would be like, okay, the sin of murder. Something strong, heavy. So he equates talking about my experiences to a mortal sin, to something grave, heavy, like the sin of murder, homicide. And so there was a, a fear because uh, in, in, our, in our faith, you want to be away from sin. You want to be as spiritually pure as possible. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, dang, if, if I talk about this, that's a mortal sin. Jeez, well, I, I, bet, I better be quiet about it. But then I stopped and I started to remember all the years, even before I joined, when in his homilies or in his talks, he would talk about everyone else. He would talk about everybody else. No holds bar. He would say all your weaknesses. He would say uh, conspiracy theories. And he would slam people's names down the mud. But when it came to him, oh, no, you can't talk about Father Bing. You can't talk about me. You can't talk about the movement. You know, people have to think that I'm a saint. You know, they have to have that idea. They have that image of me being a mystic and being able to read souls and exercising demons, that image of me needs to stay intact. So I I hate doing what I'm doing. It it sucks because I really did I really did have a I had a good time there at at times. At times there were great memories. But that was when I was with good members. And then when I was with these bad members, these members who paraded as religious, these members who paraded as being mystical, saints, holy, above the law, because they're so holy. When I look back, my memories with them were so negative because I didn't want to see the truth. So in my case, I was silent because of fear. 
fear that I was going to sin. I've observed that there are other people who remain silent. And I don't blame them. If if that's what they want to do, then that's what they want to do. But I feel that some people might have remained silent because they try to forget about it and move on. And I I wanted to do that. I wanted to just move on. And I have moved on. However, because I have such a great love for the community life, I have a great love for the people of the Alliance. They got to know the truth. And there are members there, especially in the Sith and the Koth, who think that everything is going great. But now that I'm out and I can see from outside, I'm able to observe all of the lies, all of the deceptions that people like Agnes, Father Bing, Father Jose are doing, are feeding the members. So the, so a, a problem that comes out is if a member is still there, why don't they leave? Why is it that persons A, B, and C are saying that they're happy? And I'll tell you this. I thought it was happy. I thought, oh, this is where God wants me to be. I'm saving souls. I'm following God's will. But at the same time, I was put in a position where I had to give a green light to abuse. I had to give a green light to being brainwashed and lied to. And I kind of knew it. But you, you're trained to bury it because Father Being and Agnes, they're the voice of God. So this is where it becomes more cultish. Because in, in religious orders, number one, there is order <laughs> with the rest of the church. Now with Bing and Agnes, well, with Bing, Father Bing, if, if you don't know this, he's had at least one or two congregations before this, which flopped. And when I say flopped, I mean it didn't go his way. So what does he do? So the one before uh, the Afi or the Oath, the Oath, Lim, Sith, Koth, Siapage, and Smith, before them, I think it was called the Sejim. I don't know exactly. I don't remember the the acronym but then once he lost power he makes the alliance and so things are going well sort of and then after 20 years the vatican gets involved the scris and as i mentioned in previous podcasts how you have members there who genuinely are there to serve god who are genuinely there to serve the church, to be good people, and are not power hungry. So Scris from the Vatican, I, I forgot the exact meaning, Sacred Congregation of Religious Institutes or something like that. So they come with their psychologists, with their canon lawyers, and they start s- scrutinizing uh, the way of life. And some things that Father Bing had in the order, in the in the at least in the religious religious orders, the script started fixing. 
So first off, it's okay. For example, for the Sith, Agnes, you're not you're not gonna be the one in charge. Instead, we're gonna have uh, people uh, within the community to take your place. So what happens from there? So okay, first with the Sith and the rest of the institutes. So the oath, the limb, the CPH, the Smith, they pretty much obey to the letter from what I've heard. And they go for these implementations that the Vatican is taking because if you're familiar with the constitution of this congregation, it is absolute obedience. But because Agnes isn't the one in charge anymore, and Bing, Father Bing isn't the one in charge anymore. That constitution, that article, that way of life that we have, it gets scratched off. And so what happened was Agnes, behind the scenes, she's calling the shots. And that's why I remember I received a letter, not a letter, I received like a, uh, some kind of Christmas card. And it says, it says there, it has a picture of them. And it says, from the sisters of the two hearts. So going back to Father Bing, how I was mentioning how he had previous congregations, and once things didn't go his way, he would change the name, and he would he would bring his followers. So from Sejim, you have the Afi, and the Oath, and the rest of the Institutes, the Sith. So once Scris uh, and the Vatican make that change, that Agnes isn't going to be in charge. Here in America, they go behind people's backs and they change the name. So, like, legally, they're not really breaking the rules because, hey, we're not Sith, but it's it's all loopholes. And it's once you go through one loophole, you're going to have to jump through another one and another one, and you'll discover a lie and a lie and cover-ups. And sometimes they they would... Uh, coach us in what to say. So, like, if hey, if the the bishop says this, or if the bishop asks you this, uh, what do you do? Uh, you should have like a mental reservation. There are some things that yeah, you know, might not look good. So this is the the lack of transparency that is happening in the order of Father Bing and the cult following, because that's really. That's the start of being a cult when you're so blind that everything that Father Bing and Agnes do, that's um, that's God's word. That's gospel truth right there. So when I left the community, I remained silent because I was afraid. And only little by little did I start rewiring my way of thought. Because at first, the idea that they planted into the members is that if abuse happened to you, then it's your fault. And it's, it's a terrible feeling to go through living like the abuse that you went through was your fault. And so I feel bad for the members who are still there because, yes, they might be in a good place place sort of you know they might be lied to and they might be gaslighted but once the truth that father being is kind of being like a con artist and 
how he's breaking laws and he's giving the rest of the members the that vow of absolute obedience and yet he isn't doing it and he's lying and he's going to different dioceses and he'll he'll do missions in hotels under the radar or underground and the 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 followers they have this vision that he is like a saint being persecuted he's going to be another martyr so one reason why i don't want to really take him to court is because he'll use that as proof of oh you see I'm being persecuted. See how the devil is attacking. We need to do extra penance. And then it'll it'll suck for the members. Then they're going to have to do extra penance, extra fasting. Back in my day, he would always do a moratorium. It's like randomly, we would have a 40 days of strict fasting, just bread and water. You only sleep for three hours. You can't eat. And if you eat against the, the time schedule, Outside of the time schedule, that's a big sin. So it's, you are so stuck. You are so limited. And so coming from that mindset for me, where I have to be silent, I have to be a victim, to finally opening my eyes and removing the layers that I have been lied to so much, it was frightening. And I wasn't ready. And it really blew me away to see that there are holy people outside of the movement. Because Father Bing, he would feed us with the idea that everyone else was a Freemason, that everyone else was part of the Illuminati, that everyone else besides them, they're part of the New World Order, and that a bomb was going to blow up any any given day. So we have to uh, be ready for the end times, and we're going to be the salvation of the Catholic Church. So yes, is that cult-like? Big time, yes. Did he worry about us when we left? No, he didn't, he didn't worry about me. He didn't worry about other members who have left. Other members who have been abused far worse than what I've been through. Did he reach out a hand to them? I don't think so. I mean, I've only heard bad stuff. I've never heard someone tell me, oh uh, yeah, Father Bing reached out to me to really make peace and to really help me out. I did, however, hear one story from the mouth of Father Bing in which he reached out to someone. This was in, I believe it was in Ireland. So he was in Ireland and he was telling us a story that they were with a benefactor very good person. She gave a lot of donations and she was going to sponsor this, uh, this huge event that was going to take place in Ireland. So she's going to sponsor it. But then father Bing said, you know, I have to fast. So, uh, one of those evenings, uh, she gave me a big, uh, what do you, what do you call that? Ribs and uh, fried chicken. And I had to tell her, Oh mama, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I cannot eat that. Because I'm fasting. I have to wake up in at one in the morning for my prayers. So he really came off as a holy guy. So then what happened next? Next, he says that he went to prayers, one o'clock. He did his adoration, mass, very holy. And then I was on a flight to 
uh, uh, Vienna. So now I'm in Vienna and Agnes and the sisters are calling me, Father Bing, Father Bing, what have you done? And I'm, and I'm asking them, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to imitate them. <laughs> I got to get the story straight. So anyways, so he was saying, what are you talking about? And Agnes is telling me, or one of the sisters, they're telling me, Father Bing, the benefactor, she's pulled out her donations. I said, what? Why? Well, she was upset that you didn't eat her food. And so I told them, get me a ticket right now. I'm going to go back to, to Dublin. I need to talk to her. So I went back to Dublin that same day and I got on my knees and I said, Mama, I am so sorry. It's all my fault. Please forgive me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean anything. And you know what she did? Miracle. She forgave me. And then she sponsored the whole, the whole retreat. She sponsored the whole event. Like nothing happened. So you see how God works in mysterious ways. So I was listening to that and I was like, wow, such a holy guy. Because I was still deep into Father Bingism. But then later on, I started to think, when was the last time he reached out to members of his community who were hurt? When was the last time he got on his knees and begged forgiveness from people who have been abused, sexually abused in the Alliance, mentally abused? When was the last time? And Agnes and the rest of those superiors cover it up so the members who are there don't know what's happening. So I don't blame the members, the followers, but people like Bing and Agnes and even Father Jose start doing the right thing. You only cried and asked forgiveness from that lady. Why? Because she had the money. Oh yeah, money. Oh yeah, that, that changes everything. But when it comes to people like us, members from Oath, Lim, Sith, CPH, Koth, the nobodies, when we have issues, oh, it's they're infested. Or, oh, they're hexed. Oh, ignore them. So I pray for them. And I pray for ex-members too. Because I think that everyone has a story. And no one should be told that they need to be silent about their story. I am not trying to come from a place of hate. I still want dialogue and I still want peace. But at the same time, I think that the truth needs to come out. Because if the truth doesn't come out, then it's just going to keep on happening. These abuses, these lies. But the truth needs to come out in order for there to be healing. Have a good day. And God bless.